0: Hi, I'm Francis Katzen, and welcome to my podcast, The World of Real Estate. In this series, we will explore the world's largest asset class and how it plays out on a global scale. I am so excited to be joined on the show today by someone I consider a creative genius, development powerhouse, and a wonderfully genuine person. He's progressed the ranks of real estate on merit and innate talent with a level of sophisticated creativity few possess. Douglas Ellman, Managing Director, John Albino, it is such a pleasure to have you here today. You have so many fascinating insights and life experiences professionally and personally. Let's get into it. Where did you grow up and what kind of family did you grow up in? Uh, I
1: grew up in the suburbs of Atlanta um and actually that was that was my first introduction to real estate real estate development it was um it was a time in atlanta when um there was incredible growth in the city and basically my parents were sort of the first wave of yankee transplants to show up in what had formerly been farmland so we actually like i grew up around new new residential development and and it it, did, it does it, it really does relate to what I do today it was just different it was single family homes and it was master plan communities and we had you know cows on one side and then the golf course on the other
0: that's incredible and
1: they were building you know this was a time i mean they were building one after the next after the next of these i mean there were maybe a dozen of them And eight hundred homes on golf courses, you know, with a country club. No, it wasn't quite Levitt Town. It was more like you know that was the whole that was the shtick. That was the whole thing. Like some of them, if you were if you were in like a night, one of the fancier ones, every home was individual. If you were in one of the less fancy ones, then they might have more common floor plans and slightly different. Facades, but that was the whole. But it was real estate marketing. It it was all about, um, you know, every community had its own little entrance gate. Um, it was all about the landscaping. I mean, it was that. You know, that was the. But it was also a very, um, you know. I mean, I grew up in what was, it was Newt, Newt Gingrich's <laughs> district. It was a different. Um, it it was an. There was a there was a <laughs> meeting of sort of the old school um, southern culture with this like sort of Yankee transplant culture um, that you know was I guess all kind of focused in the 80s on the sort of go-go 80s, right? Like Reagan, Reaganomics, um, you know, everybody uh, thinking that, you know, everybody's upwardly mobile, that kind of thing. Very aspirational, quite honestly. Great That's word. what it was. It was aspirational for a certain type of audience. And it made perfect sense. I mean, that was my, my family was in that audience. Um, and and I, lo- I mean, actually, when I was a kid, I used to make my mother drive me through the neighborhoods. Really? Yeah. How old were you? Yeah, like seven. Yeah. Kidding. I was into it. I loved it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's what we used to do. Like that was my, yeah, that was what I did uh, with my mom. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. I was always
1: into the 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 idea of making a new place out of nothing, and I saw them one after the next they were literally it's it like was imprinted like you. it was a farm it was a farm and then 6 months later it was a community there was a golf course with a, like a bunch of houses on lots yeah and everybody was from new york new jersey connecticut massachusetts california chicago nobody was nobody in these communities was from atlanta atlanta like they weren't they, they, were they weren't su- and they weren't southerners So, and I was, my family, my my dad is first-generation, you know, Italian, and my mother comes from an Irish family, so I was raised very Catholic, and I went to Catholic schools, which is also means that you're not really integrated with a Southern community, because Southerners, as a rule, are not generally Catholic. Correct. Um, So there you go. That was the, maybe a long-winded answer to...
0: but it sets the stage, doesn't it? Oh,
1: it totally set the stage. A thousand percent it set the stage. I used to, I would like collect the brochures from the different <sighs> neighborhoods. And like, I found it, I just found it fascinating. The idea of like creating something the, out of the nothing, pla- like cre- placemaking, right? Which is why, and to me, that always felt very intuitive. The idea of what you do to make a place and honestly to make a beautiful place. Right. I was always very interested in In the aesthetics of Mm -hmm. all of it. Right. And so that kind of naturally over time sort of did develop into what ultimately became what I wanted to do as a a career, theoretically.
0: Where are your parents from? Well, we now we've done that. Um, (laughs) What were their professions?
1: My dad was in sales.
0: What type of sales? Um,
1: Doing um, medical. My dad worked for the company that created angioplasty back in the 70s when that was considered like high tech. So it. my dad was like theoretically selling like high, at what at that time Materials. would have been considered a high tech medical device because that was like a new way to approach heart disease or what it, treat it right? So he used to go to hospitals and operating rooms. Um, and my mother was actually a. Um, a nurse, an, a a nurse for really for fifty years. Like she actually was in a career for fifty years working as a nurse, hospitals. Um, and then she worked um with developmentally disabled. She ran a daycare for adults with dementia. Um, wow. and she was a hospice nurse. She generally <sighs> worked with geriatric. Yeah, she, it, in in intense intense stuff. Not about Talk not about aesthetics. No, about like real Real pro, Real people that had like real need um so uh it was a different um it's a little different than where you know i've ended up today but um but my parents were and were very hardworking people
0: much like, like you like
1: very hardworking people that was the the culture was Building work hard and that was a thousand percent and that was you know how i was trained in, yes you know go out get a job get to work like if if you want to make it in America like you you know you want that American to your point American dream like go out and work for it
0: yeah John how would you describe yourself
1: um wow I thought you did I mean you you did an unbelievable job at the beginning thank you very much um (laughs) I I mean I like to you know I like to think that I'm genuine and that um and that that comes across it does. Um, to people. It does. Uh, I, I, I care a lot about yes. the things that I spend time on. I don't, um, and I take it very seriously. Yes. If I'm going to bother, I sort of believe that, you know, it's like, what is, what is prostitution? Prostitution is basically, prostitution isn't specifically about sex. I mean, it is, but it's about doing something without feeling for the sake of a buck. And I don't believe in that. So I don't do it without feeling for the sake of a buck. Like, I do it because it actually gets me really excited. And that's how I believe in doing my job. Um, so I like to think that it's a it's a very, it's, it's genuine. I mean, as it's I said. All encompassing. It's
0: all-encompassing. When we b- watch you, you are fully impassioned and committed to the task at hand until it is complete in its entirety.
1: Well, I'm I'm kind of a perfectionist. Get out. So I keep you. looking at, I can't help but constantly look at things and think, well, that could look, that could be better. That could be like this. That could, you could do that. No, it should be like, I I. I just, I, and I, it doesn't, I, it's very, it's actually a very difficult thing to turn off. It is. Like, I'm the person, you know, it's never I, satisfied. I, I was, yeah, I was actually, I was in, um, Greece this summer at a hotel, and I was with a good friend of mine who is a, a a very OCD architect, and we were in the lobby, and for some reason it was a beautiful prop, like beautiful hotel, amazing, but the lights in the lobby were four different color temperatures. <laughs> behind the desk, one was yellow, one was white, one they were, one was blue. I mean, I couldn't even, and I'm looking at them, and he's looking to like we're both. <laughs> Kind of like, huh? (laughs) Like that? What? And so I said something to the woman, and she's like, "You see it too?" (laughs) She's like, "I nobody around." And and I mean, this was like a very when I tell you this is we're talking about like a major global brand, one of their most flagship properties. And I was taking, and I'm like, "Wow!" But I I can't help it. I my eye is just staring at it all the time and thinking like, "Such a good eye." uh, I mean, it's it's. I think it serves. Our I think it serves the clients and the people I work with and in this business actually well. Um, you know, it's a little, it may drives me a little crazy sometimes. Um, but it's, uh, but that's part of what, I mean, that's part of what this business is about when you're talking about, you know, selling and investments of passion, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not just about, I mean, that's what, I mean, that's the Knight Frank Report, right? That's why it's real estate, wine, cars, art, it, because part of the story of making the money has to do with what what the thing is it's not just like I mean I can't look at stocks and bonds I don't I don't even I don't even I don't really get it it doesn't I mean I get it I, I know theoretically what it means but it's not intuitive to me in the way it is to look at something and have a sense of how that how that relates to how someone lives in a space and the quality of life that they enjoy there and therefore why they would pay X dollars more for this than all these other things.
0: What was it like growing up in Atlanta and moving to New York and what prompted that?
1: Oh, every single one of my friends wanted to get... Like, we all... All we talked about was, like, why did our parents move here? Like, wouldn't it be so much cooler to live in, like, New York or boston or dc like we just thought like that that you know big city i mean i wanted to get out of the suburbs nothing I, I mean it was fun it was great in terms of like a place to grow up but i i'm a i like i like a city i like that community i like and i think that pace well that ex- i like the stimulation. pace. and i like the combination of um being able to be on one hand which is you know a typical kind of a polarity of, like, something that can be both very tight-knit, but also totally anonymous.
0: Love that. Right? It's you. like the, totally. in, the
1: anonymity of the city, <laughs> yes. right? Which is, like, not, to me, I, I like, I love that, because I think it makes you, it's kind of like being a voyeur, you know? It gives you an opportunity right. to kind of taste lots of different little things, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of, um, you know, it, it, I find it very stimulating, and Exhilarating, and I still enjoy that. And I look, I'm. It's fun to try to reinvent how to re-experience New York City, and all different kinds of places around the world. You know, I, I mean, I love to travel. So
0: you and I both are travel junkies, love it. What was your first job in the city?
1: So I answer, I am. This is dating myself. My first, it was a New York Times print real estate classified, I'm literally. I'm surprised you didn't
0: say the Village Voice. Literally, you know, that was my first apartment, <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> right? Of co- I mean, I totally remember that. I remember Village Voice, A, the print, yes. right? And then B, when it was online and it would update at a certain point <laughs> yes. during the day okay. and you would go to look to see if you could find something great like that West Village studio yes. for like, you know. Five you know, cents. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. In those Sarah right?
0: Jessica Parker, right? Totally. Mm.
1: So I kind of... Basically, you know, over time, like I, I went from so I answered a New York Times Reels, the classified, literally circled it, got the job. It was I worked as an analyst doing um, like I actually ran yeah I ran numbers and stuff. I I did like I did I did it was called Argus that. Run like Argus or something. What did inputs you do inputs and numbers and it was it was actually interestingly enough it was the 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 gentleman that I worked for was really a super smart guy. And he was in the business of doing like specialty valuations of different kinds of properties all over the world. I mean, mostly domestic, but I guess he did some international stuff too. And I helped write the reports. So he would do the analysis, but he needed someone to write the reports. They involved (laughs) big reports. And so I wrote the reports. I would sit. I, I sat in a little in a little room with a desktop a computer, and I all day, and I just I wrote reports. I mean, I would do site visits and things like that. And but I it was that is and so I knew, the antithesis. of Yeah, you. I knew, but 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 what actually is very relevant to what I do today, in the sense that that was about quantifying value. Correct. That. What that didn't account for or the sort of um, the subjective part of it, the qualitative part of it, that was about quantitative, right, an Argus run. But the subjective part, of course, is what are the inputs? How do you make that more valuable than what it might otherwise seem? Right. Like, how do you how do you actually create the value, not just quantify the value?
0: And therein lies the same application, uh, Mm -hmm.
1: which then goes into the conversation about what we do, what has always been. And very fortunately for me, what I've always worked on uh, tend to be projects that, like, create markets, which is kind of amazing because you're basically saying, like, what is it about this that's so special that it's worth X, X? relative to, to all these other things mm-hmm. so on one hand it was about quantifying value in a very um a very you know I always kind of joke like when you're dealing with people because you know I only have I have an undergraduate degree from Fordham University like I I, I don't have an MBA from Harvard you or would think Wharton, you did based but, on what uh, you do but but it's There's sometimes I feel like that those kinds of people get very caught up in the notion of trying to quantify value in a very rote fashion without thinking about how you can actually like create the value and and take it to another level. Because as we know, like investments of passion, right, people, they're emotional. People do get emotional about it they do get excited about yes. it and obviously it's real you know they want to make people want to make money people I mean that that all makes Create sense value and of mm-hmm. course we deal with so many different kinds of buyers that have so many different kinds of thresholds right and priorities um, but so my first job was quantifying value and then I don't do you want to hear my second what? yes I do okay so the second job yes. so then so I did that for two years and I was like, it was just, it was dry. I mean, let's like, I was sitting in a room. I literally was gonna lose my mind. So I can't even so imagine it. at that time, the 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 Sunshine Group, which was Louise Sunshine, ha- represented all these amazing properties and these like star architects. And I was really excited about the design. And I thought, oh, well, that would be cool. I could, you know, you either work for a developer doing one or you get involved with the sales and marketing company that handles a bunch of them. Like, how cool would that be? Then I could get exposure to all of them. So I sent, I just, I sent a a cold letter to um, James Lancel, who was one of the, yeah, one of her, you know, top people. And um, he liked my letter and he called me. And um, he ended up hiring me. Yeah, that was out. God, of, I love that. That was out of nowhere. That was the summer of two thousand two.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, and that's when new development changed for good. Albino what? was in the house. I mean, you basically. <laughs> Thank you, for it. it's Yes, just something oh. like that. But it
1: was—I mean—I don't know if it was—I don't know if it was quite that instantaneous. But it was definitely. So what it was definitely that like? began the journey. How about that?
0: Where did you start? Like, what? Was I your started
1: first? with with um. It was—I always remember this. And uh, um, Liz Unger, who was yes, selling, I love her. who was selling. Yeah, same. Amazing, I mean, just, amazing just broker. The life, like yep. lovely. I, I mean, there was—I I worked with really amazing, wonderful people. people yeah, mm-hmm. and I always have that's been the beauty. I so that's why I've always you know enjoyed it. Um, and I called her up trying to, you know, just like I said, like I wanted to have the brochures. I tried to get my hands on one of the 173 176 Perry brochures and she totally called me out. She knew she could tell that I was like fake, that I wasn't a real buyer. And I'm like, "Look, well, could you send me the brochure anyway?" And she did. and then we ultimately ended up working together um later on yeah
0: you weren't with james lancer when you asked for that and then went full circle no it came full circle yeah yeah that's amazing and
1: um no i i so i so i worked on a number of these like really incredible like significant you know star architecture style buildings back when that was sort of becoming, you know, that was kind of-
0: Was the infancy of that. All it meant.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, they were every brand. They all became like their own kind of brand, Correct. right? In the way that fashion does it, right? You've got Gucci and Prada and Dior and Saint Laurent. Like, so each one was kind of its own, you know, brand. Um, And I and I loved it. And of course I got, and I also got to work on things with, um with, with what was Ian Traeger and Andre Bellage? I mean, they were all, this was when like the whole lifestyle story was really coming, coming to into the mm-hmm. you know to the forefront. I mean, I, I you know I think I mean look to be fair, like I I don't know about it from the in the in the nineties. I was I was in the Atlanta suburbs, but um but that was what got me really um, excited. Um so so yeah that was so that was my so that was really my my Second, start mm-hmm. into the world of new development sales and marketing. So that was starting in two thousand two.
0: So for those of you who are listening, this is the beginning of how amazing John's work became as the new development reformation, meaning branding, floor plans, affiliations, pricing, soup to nuts. And I think you were, your tutelage was really with Louise Sunshine, correct?
1: I did spend, qu- I mean, I spent quite a bit of time um, with Louise ultimately. Um, it took a little while to get, like? for us to get warmed. well, I mean, it it was an incredible experience. I mean, it I mean, I've worked with I've worked with a, many really um, you know, people who are very um, experienced, very very smart about how you approach this um, and the idea of creating a market, and that certainly and, and, this and means- branding property. So that certainly Lu- Louise was um, clearly someone at the forefront. Um, but obviously I've worked, you know, and then over time I worked with so many people and obviously so many people in this business have all orbited around each other over, you know, many years. Um, so. You've worked with everyone. I've worked.
0: Whitcoff, Allard, Chitri, PLG, Heinz, everyone.
1: I've had a great, and and it's, and it's, it's really quite fascinating. I'm, I think I'm, you know, I'm one of the only people that's never been on the developer side. I've never worked in-house for a developer. So ah. I'm always trying, you know, different developers do approach things differently. So you, because you, you have to sort of become the equivalent of their sort of in-house sales and marketing group, even though you're not in-house to them, but you have to fit within their universe and their universes are actually rather different across all of them um i'm
0: sure some that you prefer and some that you don't it's i (laughs) I mean
1: there it's all i mean it's all fascinating stuff i mean i i you know i always say never bored because it's it's really i mean the people between developers and then working within the brokerage community in new york city and then of course the kinds of Purchasers and buyers that we deal with. right? Like, they're all fascinating people.
0: But not everybody can do that. So let's just clean that up right there. There are plenty of people who can do a monosyllabic component but cannot freely move between broker, potential buyer, development in-house groups, and make everybody work together.
1: I think I learned to be a chameleon kind of early on in life, Having nothing to do with real estate specifically, just the idea of finding ways to um, to fit in and be successful
0: so within I'm a going, community. Got it. So, so John, do you mind if we go to a personal place? <laughs>
1: I mean, I, I, I was pretty much counting on the fact that eventually you were going <laughs> to get there. Um, so go, go for it.
0: Okay. So. When did you know that you were gay?
1: Um when I was very young. I was very self uh, I I mean I was to somewhere between self-aware and self-conscious, but wow, at a young, very young but at a yeah, at a very young age.
0: And you're now in Atlanta. Right. With the Southern Baptist and you're in a co- uh, Southern Baptist a, and, and you're Catholic, in a Catholic and New
1: Kingrich. Yeah, it was uh, I don't
0: think you felt safe to do anything with that, right? It was it It took um, must have been terrifying. It
1: took a lot, of, well, yes, on one hand, terrifying. Um, it it was a it was challenging because there were it wasn't as if it was universally um, uh, acceptable. Or universally not acceptable. It was kind of something in between. Like that was what was kind of hard about it, because
0: so mean, was, was no one talking about it? Is that why?
1: Well, definitely not talking oh. about it in the eighties. Mm-hmm. In in mm-hmm. definitely definitely not. No. Um, so I think that that I think that's kind of where the chameleon part of it comes from, because I think I kind of learned to just sort of move between different places and fit in however it needed to be done. Um, But eventually, you know, over time uh, I learned to, um, I mean, that was the whole journey, right? Learning to accept yourself. But I had to, for the good and the bad of it, I did know very young that I didn't quite fit in the Mm. way I wished that I did. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, that that was challenging. And I went to Catholic schools. So that was another uh, form of. of
0: How to survive uh, sim- that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, look, it, it, it's anybody's situation where I mean, I guess in a way. The first thing that you I guess the first thing people always say is like, you know, children should have unconditional love, right? Yeah. And like it's a little it's a little that's what I mean by the challenge. It's yes, unconditional love, but also but was it condition but on some level, right? Behave like, a certain way and be a certain right? way. And we'll then right. love and, you. And, and then it's fine. The right? right. Which right. is which is I mean that's a classic story. It doesn't only relate to your sexuality, or anyone's right. sexuality, right? There's lots of different people that exist in communities that have certain expectations, constraints, and parameters. I mean, that's what virtually everything, you know, every Netflix or study about a cult is about fitting within a certain um, worldview. And as long as you fit within that worldview, everything's great. But if you don't, that's not so great.
0: Did it feel like a cult to you to be t- to be under? cover I mean you know, not navigating a, through a Catholic not at school. the time not at but the time. not at
1: the time but as you you know as you get old I mean I, I mean that's a converse you know that's a larger converse I mean it's a conversation about you know religions and how people approach it um, I uh, but it but in terms of the the sense of how I related to the place growing up, Right, it, it was complicated as an understatement.
0: So let's fast forward now. Now you're back in, you're now in New York, you're working with Louise Sunshine, you are working with everybody. Your takeaways are that you're now getting more confident being able to do the processes as you start building and creating these values on product, property, sites, analysis, um, there's an uncanny uncanny way about your acute creativity and skill set. How did you find and hone them the way you have?
1: I mean, I like, as I mentioned, the the voyeurism bit, but I, I like to see and experience a lot of different kinds of things. And I think, as I said, I like to travel. I like to see things differently. I One of the things that um, I discovered... Rediscovered during um, COVID was cycling, biking around New York City, and all of a sudden I realized that New York City looked completely different to me. It was like it was like a new New York City, like mm. because because you see it differently. You're literally you're if if you're on a bicycle, like you're seeing it at a different speed. You're seeing it from a different perspective, and it's a you know you can't experience you know going over bridges in New York City from a different perspective like on a bike you don't see that the same way as you do when you're in a car so it kind of like over time I think part of what for me creativity has to do with kind of um stimul- looking at things trying to learn to look at things differently and not see them the way that I've trying to see something new again.
0: Wow, I've, that's amazing.
1: Well, it's kind of, I mean, if you, you know, we always, the root, right? I was, was told by a PR person, the root of news is new. So you're trying to come up with things that are new and exciting to people, but also meaningful, not 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 just fluff, fluff. Mm-hmm. not fluff, but things that are actually substance. So it's it's great to get your head into a different space to be able to think like that,
0: very impressive that you did that. How do you get people to take you seriously during the initial stages of your career?
1: I think for me, it was that I worked my butt, butt off. off. Yeah, <laughs> no, I did. I worked. I worked. A, I worked a lot of hours. I was very dedicated to you know anything, anything, and everything that I was asked to do. I, I, I took. Very seriously, I, I I worked a lot, and, and I think I
0: loved having you because I you work like an animal. I, I
1: think people I, I didn't I didn't I didn't know anything differently. It didn't even occur to me that that would be something different than that because that's that's similar. what I was. That's that's that was ingrained in me, that like you you get up and you work. Like you want something,
0: go get go it. work for it. Yeah,
1: like people aren't just handing things out to you. Um, so it was just I didn't didn't even think of doing anything differently. Um, you so know. you
0: think just by demonstrating the commitment and learning your skill set to the umpth degree, is yes. the ultimate. Defining. And
1: ultimately, over time, this is why for me, the people I work with mean it, it's really important to me because the chemistry of that is what Ignite there's you. a certain level of like of comfort that you want to have. Mm in order to be in the right space so i feel like that's been something that's always been really important to me in terms of the environment and the kind of people that i work with and around um because i do think that it's i i do think that i am different when it it it, it's just put you in a different in a different place
0: i've watched it it's 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 like watching the maestro well it's a handle uh, an orchestra i've never seen anything like it
1: well, I thank you. I think you and like I think there's a play there's certain, you know, like you 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 have a dynamic that you establish with a group, yeah. storming and norming, right? And like and you gotta get to that storming and that norming with a group that you feel comfortable with, and, and then you, you can actually do really, really great things. Yes. If that piece doesn't work, It's flat. It's very difficult to get to totally the right, a successful outcome, especially when you're trying to do something that's unprecedented, right? Because you are, by definition, pushing, pushing the boundaries, right? And you have to do something, as you said, trust. You have to do something that is maybe a little less safe. And yet our inherent job in working with developers is to help mitigate their risk. Totally. That's a fundamental part of what you're trying to do. So you've got to really work. You've got to be thinking with both sides of it yes. and you've got to balance it. Yes. Just like anything else. Yes. Right. That that polarity of the of the polls, greatest strength, greatest weakness, you know, how you operate with people to both reduce risk while you do things that are daring enough to be meaningful.
0: Totally. I mean, we've worked on a few projects now and I have to say it is one of the best parts of the project has been sitting in those rooms with you coming up with ways. I mean, even when we're well, we sitting didn't... in
1: those rooms with you, right? Like that's the fun <laughs> part of it. Yeah. That's what's so that's what's so amazing. Yeah. That's the excitement yeah. of making something and again, I go back to making a new place. But obviously, you know, in this context it has a it's a commercial Endeavor—it's a business exactly. endeavor, right? So you have to—you have to take it really seriously. And yeah. there's, you know, there's enormous amounts of money on the line. And lots of right. So so you you need—it's running the process. I think one of the things that I always think about is like anything else—the risk, the beta, right? And like we 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 wish that we could have just a very direct, clean, linear process, <laughs> but it—but uh. that's not. It's an enormous. There's a lot of beta in there totally. there's a lot of ups and downs to but, test what, it. but what you're trying to do is keep those peaks and valleys within a reasonable range, range and ultimately see that by going through the peaks and valleys you get to a much higher you, you come to a much stronger outcome that's the that's the point but but you have to be able to accept and ride the waves a little bit to get there but of course and of course, you 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 want to mitigate, mitigate keep that, it as much as you can. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you've had your hands in nearly every new development project in New York, from concept to floor plan, as we've discussed, design, and you're highly sought after. You know, you are very highly sought after individual. Every developer wants to work with you. How do you end up where you are today?
1: I mean, as I I think I've. I mean I've had I've had the opportunity I've had the opportunity to work with many wonderful people and I have to say that I think one of the things that I've always really appreciated within Douglas Elliman working with Howard, Susan, all the brokers I work with, you know, Leslie Wilson, people have always been um have let me kind of, I feel like I've been given the freedom to kind of do what What I'm hopefully, what I'm doing to, to bring the developments to the place where they need to go. Which is ultimately and you're so transactions young. and sales. So oh, young. I don't know. I, 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 oh, I, I th- we're not getting into that conversation yeah, right. today. Well, I honey. think we've already. I, I've made, <laughs> my, I think it's pretty clear based on my uh, the, the, on the 80s, <laughs> and you can probably do the math. But, I'm um, yeah, I mean, not as young as I used to be. But hey. well,
0: I will say this: when I first met you, you were wearing like the most amazing leather jacket. You were like model good-looking, and you were walking around in sneakers and just railing it off. And I thought, oh my gosh who the hell is this? This guy's on fire. I want to do what he's doing. I want to see what he's about. Well, I
1: try to, I kind of realize that I have to do things sort of my way. Yeah. I can't, I can't necessarily quote unquote compete in exactly that kind of more um, uh, formal business way. But I think because people who work with me over time know that how seriously I take it all, it doesn't matter as much whether I'm wearing a suit or jeans. It like in my head, it's I'm. It's still a very. I take it all very seriously. Oh, regardless. Yes. Oh yes, we um, know.
0: <laughs> we know. <laughs> I love that about you. It's always like me, very intense. Yes, well, that's right. That's probably why that's we, why we. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. With the sheer volume of projects that you've worked on, some would say and think that they all start to look quite similar, but you have a real talent for making each one different and special. Where do you continue to find inspiration? I think we sort of touched upon it, but I thought I'd push it a little bit more. And how do you differentiate each project?
1: Well, I think one thing is people's tastes and desire change over time, right? Like wellness. Yeah. Right. I mean, just to put it out. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's now the the word. Every... Infrared sauna. Well, anyone? Right. S- sensory deprivation tank. Oxygen. I, I, clean. What, what, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. we're all right. People want to live better. That kind of. So I think that part of it is being in touch with you know trying to be really ahead of where people are are going. And obviously, you know, all of this within the context of a certain you know the one thing that you can count on across most of the projects that I work on and the kinds of you know customers that we're trying to reach is that they have to have a certain level of resources because that's just the debt by definition not a not a judgment of anybody it's just the reality um and so I think part of it is trying to stay ahead of where where people's tastes are going and and what they're thinking and, and always thinking about who those who are the people that would be attracted to this and what's aspirational to them it's not as if, I mean, when you think about, I mean, ev- this is capitalism. Everybody is aspirational to something, <laughs> right? I mean, that is kind of what 100%. It is Even whether it, it's not about, I mean, it's different for different people, um, but, but everybody's aspirational sure. to something. Yeah. And part of what, if you want to create a market, You have to deliver the thing that they kind of didn't know that That they they, wanted, that they wanted, and that they so that it's so that it really is something aspirational. It's so that's to me part of it is trying to think about the actual buyers and what what would get them excited. I like to really think about what are the differences between the different kinds of people that would go
0: to the different kinds of projects. You've nailed that one. Um, what is your new development pet peeve?
1: <laughs> Artificial flowers.
0: Oh God, and the fruit. <laughs> I, I, and the it's bloody just, fruit. But that's everybody fruit knows. Fruit I mean, basket. everybody.
1: I mean, that's like a really easy, obvious. Everybody who knows that I like feel that. I, I, I just get rid. I don't of the know. Fake it just, it just. Flowers. Yeah, it yeah. just doesn't. It doesn't work for me. I can't. I can't have them in my own home. I. I and I, I. I totally get. Why? I mean, I, I can appreciate, you know, in an earlier. I promise you, in an earlier version of my career, I used to actually go to the flower market myself and get the flowers. I and, believe. And you. Be like, okay, because I mean, because okay, You're like, like there's
0: no wire if, hangers, there's no fake flowers <laughs> in my project. Let's go. I mean,
1: I just think that. I also part of for me, um, the book that I always mention. If you the book Subliminal ever read the books of all? No, because I have so much free time. Yeah, right. But I will it's do fair. it on Audible. No, it's just, <laughs> it's just like, it talks about how so much, I mean, as we all know, right, like, so much communication is nonverbal. So much of how people make decisions is visceral. They're not so conscious Correct. of it. Correct. So to me, in my head, all of these things are contributing. I can't necess- I can't prove it specifically. I don't, I'm not doing like a, you know, this isn't, you know, craft foods, like doing a new (laughs) mac and cheese where you're going to like taste test it across a thousand people. Like we don't have that kind of time. We just have to (laughs) just figure out like intuitively what, what, what kind of makes sense to you. Right. But you can, but that's not a, you could argue that all day long, but in my head, that just doesn't make sense. Like I, it just, that's just, how I see it, but but again, like I've never been on. I don't have to write the checks, right? So okay. But you've certainly
0: made lots of people lots of checks. <laughs> I, I hope. Yes. I no. I certainly no. certainly hope. We, that's we, the plan. We've done it. We've sold yeah. out projects. Thank you very much. And and that's where
1: people. You need the storming and norming and the passion of a collective team of people because it has to be a shared vision to get there, especially. Mm especially when you're creating a market.
0: Wow. Well said. Well, but we've had
1: great f- success and f- fun doing it.
0: Yes, we have. And you
1: should have a good time doing it because it's it's a, you know it's a luxury goods business. It's supposed to be and it's supposed to be enjoyable and you you would hope that if you're to to bring um, to bring that to to buyers you would hope that you're, you're endowing it with something that comes organically from the process. So the process should feel good to endow the customers that come in feel, like to feel good when they actually are experiencing the project.
0: It's so interesting because I'm going to segue and say not everybody comes from a place of contribution in that regard and it becomes a power play of ego. And what's really sure. amazing about how you've been able to dump, sort of level it in the room has been the, the team centric nature with which you incorporate everybody's input and then neutralize the extremes and then we find a middle ground to extract the nugget
1: well you try to synthesize synthesize and synergize Ooh. right you have to kind of i mean i i do think that that's part of what that's part of why you want to have all of these people and i think you do want to hear bits because often it's not just one particular thing it's hearing all of these different things and finding a way but you have to come to something that's actionable yes right you can't just like sit there and talk keep about discussing it discussing <laughs> a bunch of different things ultimately you have to come up with you have to move forward in a certain way and you have to be actionable and that is probably something that like it does take me that's that's probably something that takes me a minute because i can i can Philosophize about it for a while. Oh, yes, I've seen you. (laughs) And then, but you know, and, but you got to get to an actual place where you're moving forward in a certain way.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I hear that. Um, you have a distinct sophistication on so many different things. Describe how this developed over the years and what experiences you've been a part of that stand out on this journey.
1: Well, one, to to be fair, in terms of going back to the conversation about being a voyeur, sampling, seeing different things, I, I mean, I have had unbelievable opportunities to be around some of the absolute top people in the world of architecture, design, art, culture, fashion. I mean, I just have. They've been part of the process of all of these projects because those have been those have been the brands and those have been the product and they and they're not um it's not window dressing they stand for something um mm. so the Love the experience over time of having dealt with all of these many you know different geniuses in their own regard <laughs> you know and by the way that also includes creative people that we work with to that work on the branding and help to shape the story and and position these projects. Um, so I think I'm I'm I've been very fortunate. I mean that's not something you know especially because I work on so many projects at once, and I deal with so many different projects and different geographies. That over time you really you really do see the process the creative process and the creative genius from so many different people and i think that that ultimately helps to inform Shopping. what goes mm-hmm. on in your own mm-hmm. in your own mind um and i also think that some of it is just being in touch with so many different kinds of people and places and not not existing in one um one strata mm-hmm. of the 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 world Mm -hmm. and society, but Mm -hmm. all different kinds of people.
0: It gives a a, a pathos or a fabric to it. Yeah, well, and it also,
1: I think that it's the, sometimes, again, it's that tension between different kinds of ways of looking at things that brings an energy. uh, And I love
0: that. Me too. I love that too. Looking back, what would you say is the most important piece of advice you've ever received?
1: Well... Um, it, it's funny. I I take um, I I have heard, I've worked with so many different um, brokers, real estate brokers in New York City and other places over the years, and I usually I get some kind of a a, a story from each one of them. You know, bro- like brokers have their right; they're not going to be vanilla. They're going to be <laughs> Individual, I mean, that's why someone, you know, no one chooses to work with a vanilla broker because why would you? That doesn't, there's no reason to to work with that person. Um, So I think it's probably been more of a collective, um, you know, learning process. Um, No is a complete sentence was kind of a (laughs) genius, it was sort of a revolutionary one for me. So to being able Um, to say no. Yeah, which I'm still terrible at my i mean it's my probably my i'm i'm i yeah i don't i don't like to disappoint people you know that's mm-hmm. that's how i feel but that's not always that's a weakness that's one of your it's your again polarity greatest strength greatest weakness right next to each other so totally. part of it is being obviously Sending wanting to mm-hmm. yes wanting to always say yes Please. but also understanding that sometimes saying yes isn't actually in the best interest of Client the project, so sometimes you have to be um, a little bit more, um, you know, steadfast in your, um, you know, in your in your view, and that for me is always that you know without question that's always something that is is difficult. Even though as I've gotten older and more confident, I think it's become it, it's easy it's easier for me now than it used to be, um, but that always that always takes me a minute.
0: That's a hard one.
1: And then some. Mm-hmm. But other people are happy to tell me when I need to start saying no. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a lot from the peanut gallery. <laughs> yes. Isn't there? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a New York thing, too. Uh, totally. What's the most important decision you've made in your career progression? I mean,
1: the decision to, I would say, the letter to get the job. I mean, that was that
0: fundamentally
1: was for me. That change. It was getting into this whole world and then it just kind of snowballed from there which I I mean I had no idea at the time that that's ultimately what that would be I thought maybe I would do that then I'd go work maybe go work for a developer I didn't wasn't really sure but it from it snowballed from there just very organically
0: when did you feel like you'd made it in this business
1: feel like I made it (laughs) I don't think I feel like I made it I don't feel like I ever feel like I. I mean,
0: oh, that's what like is me. the made self-deprecating. Yeah, oh. but what is?
1: But I mean, what has made it? Anyway? Okay,
0: let me rephrase that. Like you've arrived, where people sort of part the sea and say, "I think made it." I don't and have want.
1: A seat. Yeah, I don't need anyone to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't care about parting the sea, and I. I. It's for it's me. It's just happening. It's John. the ability to like <laughs> do. It's the ability to do What I want to do. Yeah, I mean, I think for most people, for many people, you know, going back, you you want to feel. You want to feel like you have financial freedom to be able to do what you want to do, and to be able, and therefore, to be able to be involved with the things that that you're most passionate about, so that you come to the best possible outcome. Um, I've always, again, I mean, I've always been very fortunate. I've, I, it, it's just sort of naturally happened that that those are the kinds of things that I have have been involved with. Um, But I always look for. I mean, I always. And the part of it is enjoying the idea that things do change over time, and that people do have different tastes, and thinking about the, like how that evolves over time. I actually I enjoy that. So again, I don't think it's sort of for my own career. It's like, do you ever really arrive? I don't know. I
0: love that. I think that's well. I don't said. want to. I mean. You don't want to arrive. You want to keep going. Yeah, I just want to enjoy the the
1: journey of it in whatever way it takes shape. And, you know, I think actually probably what would be the most exciting for me would be able to just do my own thing. But in my world, it's probably, you know, I don't know that it's, you know, a billion dollar new condo tower, but it might be something else that allows, you know, a, on a different scale that can be a passion, you know, again, investment of passion, something that's like a passion project, but also which can be, you know, obviously commercially viable. Amazing.
0: What is your secret sauce?
1: I I think it's really about how working, working with the people. I don't... I like to talk to people a lot. I don't like. I'm not a. I. I. When I look back, I don't actually. I send emails, and I do, but like, I don't. I like to have a communication. I like to have a dialogue with people. I like to hear what they're thinking. I don't talk to, and especially with, like when I'm working with with real estate brokers, developers. I mean, really anybody. It's there's no. It's it's not. I feel like in emails only communicate so much. Yeah. And so many of these things are not—they're nuanced. It's not two plus two equals four. It's not that simple, right? And really, what we're trying to do is have two plus two equals six. Yes. So, it—I I don't look at it as a um, a, a a simple yes/no, black-white. As much as I love black and white, but I like I I I feel like part of what i've has been helped make me successful and what i've really enjoyed is having all that dialogue and getting all of that information and again going back to kind of trying to bring it together in a way that's that's actionable and it's it's editing editing and refining edit yeah exactly Mm. i mean you could say curating but like everyone's (laughs) tired of that word but but i mean but there is an aspect of that i mean that's what you know, that's what a book editor does, that's what, I mean, that's how you get, you know, so much of the success of things is 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 in the editing process.
0: What are some of the personal habits, John, that you have kept, that have kept you on top of your game?
1: I would say, ultimately over time, um, Fit. I mean, Fitness. working. I, yeah. Working I mean, that had to be.
0: You didn't get that, that body that just by the, sitting on a couch, now, did you? <laughs> I, don't know about, I don't know about all, all of that,
1: Miss um, <laughs> Prima Ballerina. Um, <laughs> Legend but, in my own lunchtime. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> but, but, I mean, for me, I realized, and I wasn't a person. And actually, that's what I realized. Part of why it's so important to me now is that it wasn't something that I that I did when I was younger. And I think that that actually impacted. True, I mean, I I do believe in mind-body connection. Like yeah. I do think that yes. the two things. I mean, it's we're 100%. We're, an, we're animals. One hundred percent. Right. Going back to the same conversation about why does why does subliminal mean something? Why is communication non Because because we're we're animals. So your you the the way your body feels and the way it moves, Miss Ballerina, um, <laughs> is fundamentally. Is fundamental to how your your mind works, right? All of that, the chemistry of what goes on, the biology of what goes on in your body, um, is does impact how your brain works. Like you can't you can't separate the two. No, things. you can't. And because I, I I think because of how I grew up, I think that it was all the more important for me. To, have an to kind of center again, in terms of my actual, um, my my physically, um, and I and I feel it. I feel it differently um, over you know many years of, and and adding in. It's actually the one thing that I that I never did, which you can't make it up because it was probably the thing that I needed to do the most. Classic, um, was yoga. I had never done it, and I didn't really know how. And, and during COVID, I started doing, just because I needed to do something. something, and I couldn't, I wasn't leaving my, literally like not leaving my apartment by myself wow. um, for months. Um, among the many challenges, right? So I started doing virtual sessions with my trainer, and the, he, the natural thing was like, well, why don't you just, you should start doing yoga. Like, why don't you just start doing yoga? I'm like, all right, fine, we'll try it. And I discovered that I actually could move differently over time, right? I mean, it didn't happen in years. We're talking years, not not weeks, not uh-huh. months. We're talking years. But that to me was something that was really it was really important and it really did change things for me. And I think it does affect your brain chemistry. I think it does affect all of those things, how your how your body feels and how it moves. Actually change it does change things. I would agree. That's why. <laughs> well, of course, right, right, right. <laughs> you and I, right, right. I yeah. mean, right. So, um, um,
0: you know, John, you, we've talked about, you know, what would you say is the biggest achievement or win in your career? And I'm going to ask you the really tough question: What project has meant the most to you?
1: I think the well, the greatest win in my career. There's no there's no one single I, I don't think you could ever there's no one single greatest win. To me, the greatest win in my career has been the un like the unbelievably wonderful people I've worked around. That's been the greatest win. Because That's without why
0: everyone loves each without
1: question. But it's <laughs> because I'm I, I find the people fascinating and and I I enjoy the All of them and the dialogue and the story, it's I like the the narrative that's just evolving every single day, and people like you and people (laughs) like I mean all the people right, Um, you know I I'll 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 you know Danny Gannis who I work with very (gasps) close right like I I you know it's like there's something to the chemistry the clients even the clients like the people that to me is kind of. That was that has been the greatest win, because that's <laughs> what's that's what's empowering, to to do what you want to do for the clients and to be able to be in a in a in a position to be successful. Um, so I would say th- that for sure is 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 um, the the greatest win. I love I I truly I mean you know it's always like someone says, you know what's your favorite project or you know it's almost it's it's a it's like trying it's to like pick one of, one of your, your favorite children, right? Yeah, I can't. mean, that's the classic. You can't really pick w- w- one in any way. I mean, it's very easy for me to, uh, you know, I can give you a reason why, you know, I had the great fortune really when I came to Element of working on 150 Charles, right? And, and, um, I've had an incredible experience over many years working with, um, with Kopf as a developer. Um, and I have always, you know, I that. I would say the project is very near and dear to me, also partially because I've, and I've lived in that neighborhood for 20 odd years. <laughs> like that's my, that's, that's my- I used to live there, it's ad- amazing. My adopted home. Yes. So it mean that means a lot to me. It was also my first um, experience dealing with so many different brokers. Yes. And learning to, learning yeah. that, learning what that meant and yeah. and also learning to enjoy that. Yeah. So there were a lot of different, it's yes, obviously, the project and which sold out in less than six months thousand, right and then there's the ecosystem around the totally project. so in that particular case it was just clever. all of it worked nirvana
0: right kind it of was kind nirvana. of beautifully yes. in that way yes
1: um but i like to think that in a way we create that around all of our projects um but there's something very natural about that um but i but i i've had the 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 pleasure of those kinds of things on on many different projects. I mean, I, I that's what I ultimately like to see. I lo- that's the setup that I want to create. Of course, I think it's it the always one happens. That is the foundation of for course. success.
0: Of course. Um, if you weren't in real estate, John, what would you be doing?
1: Uh, I mean, traveling the world.
0: Like me, yeah, eating and traveling, yeah. Oh, honey, living. I,
1: I mean, I've always wanted to have the chance to forget because I don't. I couldn't even, from a career point of view, I don't even know exactly how. I mean, I could, it could be something in design, maybe that mm. would sort of that would make sense to me. But I already feel like that's part of what I'm doing anyway. So, but you're really me, doing what you for, love. to for do. For me, mm. yeah, no, I'm, I'm in that regard. It's, Uh, yeah I mean I can't imagine someone like asking me to go work at you know Meta and like work (laughs) I don't I that doesn't that just doesn't mean anything to me I don't I don't get it so so in that sense you know I am but but if I had an opportunity I would I would absolutely I would do you know one month in 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 12 major cities and on all the continents and you know see the world I'm with you yeah that's, well maybe we'll be doing maybe, okay.
0: maybe one day we'll okay. be right <laughs> but we're such workaholics John yeah. was, you were really no good
1: that's at- why I'm saying it's kind of like not it's, uh, it's as if that's like as if they're you know the world stopped if there's a post yeah something like
0: that or maybe yeah. there's intermediate breaks I don't know yeah um, I'm not very good at that yeah me neither I don't know what I was going to say yeah, <laughs> It's right, like okay. if I'm not
1: good at that wow
0: yeah yeah uh, when you're not working, what are some of the things you do to unwind and stay sane? We've talked about yoga.
1: Yeah, and and um and I would say Make candles. I tried that during COVID. It I was a record very, I, low. I, I didn't get I didn't get very far. <laughs> I got the I bought the I bought the raw materials <laughs> to do it, and yeah. then that was the end of that. So yeah. yeah. Um I, I mean as I said I, I you know I love to travel I've now started discovering the joy like as I said I like to as I rediscovered New York by bike now I've started rediscovering you know like I did I went to pa- I was in Paris in J- July and I biked up to Versailles which was like incredible You
0: never told me that that's amazing well
1: be also it's amazing because when you're approaching Versailles, on a bike <laughs> it's different from when you're approaching it from that's what i mean yes it's about course. reorienting your perspective but i feel like the way you approach it on a bike is from straight on and which i think feels more like probably how it felt to like arrive a on a horse sure in the right Personal, so so so, overwhelming. so it wow. gradually like reveals it. and i'd never been to versailles before So, which is crazy, crazy. you know, I didn't, I don't know how I waited all those years. Um, It took me a long time to discover Paris. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, it's, it's of course also what you discover. And again, this is what I think is so fascinating is that like you can't all, all of these different, uh, all, you know, cities, communities, they all have their micro communities, so you have to find the micro community that makes the most sense for you. Otherwise it doesn't you don't really get it. No. Right? Or it doesn't resonate with you in the way it would. Yes. Right? It's Correct. like and I it took me a while to figure out, oh, that's the part of London I like. That's the part of Paris I like. That's the part of Argentina. Like yes. right? Like to kind of find which is again going back to humans as animals, right? We operate in 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 tribes in a way.
0: What is your biggest
1: vice? <laughs> uh, from a professional perspective, probably people would say I'm too nice. That's I have a hard, I have a hard time being heavy.
0: Yeah, and it's.
1: It just doesn't. It's. 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 I'm a. An- but
0: I, I. But I have to say, when it does come out, it's. Uh. It's. It's like holy shit. <laughs> and then, what's your biggest? Uh, vice- as someone, as <laughs> someone who actually. I know. Who, who knows? Yeah. Who can speak from true
1: experience?
0: Yeah, we've had our moments, but that's probably why I love you the most. The, um, right. Likewise.
1: Oh. Likewise. Oh.
0: Um, And Okay, well, do you have another vice? Like, is it chocolate? Is it ice cream, wine? We're not, you know, you you don't have to go there. But I just figured I'd ask because I ask all my guests.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Another vice. French fries? No. it's (laughs) Ordering a
0: steak an hour later?
1: It's it's nothing like that. (laughs) I mean, I learned, I will say that one of the things I've rediscovered, I mean, speaking of like food, right, there was a moment and this was, you know, Years ago, I like. I actually went. People always think I went to Italy with my best friend when I was, gosh, I don't know, 10 years ago, 12 years, whatever, Mm -hmm. several years ago. And we were in Italy for like three weeks, and I did not eat, I had no bread, no pasta, no, and she wanted to kill me. We didn't speak for about a month after that. I would have done the same because she was ready to kill me. (laughs) I've now, I've like, lost that, the vice was that I was so... Um, in control and disciplined, Right, Ugh. in a way that was actually, pro- that maybe was uh, was a little too tight. Yeah, think. Right, so I had a, so, so the vice was kind of letting that go a bit. I love that. That was, I mean, and that I really did, disco- I have to say, I really did discover the resetting in, in COVID because it made you re-examine things. Like, it always seems like, oh, well, it doesn't matter because I'll, you know, next year I'll eat the fried chicken or next year I'll do the whatever or next year I'll start eating, you know, cake again. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait a minute. What if there isn't? What if there isn't a next year, right? The same conversation that everybody had with themselves. Um, but I think different people it had different meaning. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to pretend that the only meaning it had for me was related to, you know, cake and French fries. Obviously, it was much more significant than that um but i think letting go that's emblematic of a larger conversation with myself of letting go of certain situations so that i wouldn't to not drive myself crazy
0: well i want to say thank you for letting go here today <laughs> I- being with you is like like nothing else it's just flows and it speaks my language completely, so I just want to say thank you.
1: Well, it's absolutely an honor and a pleasure <laughs> and an adventure, and <laughs> I with more to come. I ha- oh, with with so with so much more to come. I, I'm the, the the thing is, I don't even know. I don't know what's next to come. That's what part of what makes it s- s- so exciting and fun, vexing sometimes also. But um, but but I you know. I love it, you know. I Me was too. I was a kid watching the soap operas, you know. I liked the drama, <laughs> I, I, we both I lo- did. liked the story, you know. Um, so y- you know, and and um, and and you're you've been an incredible inspiration um, to to work with, and and watch. I always, um, you know, I think it's so. Um, you know, any anyone appreciates again going back to the human animal, like mothers and children, how they relate. And I always think it's unbelievable um, how you know someone like you can do all of the things that you you do. Um, it's 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 not it it's, it's nothing short. I I, I I use the word force, a force of nature, which is I think natural but also um i think for you you take it to um to a different level in a way that's that's really quite quite beautiful wow
0: thank you (laughs) of course thank you